you know, the whole the whole sadness, the whole ring something came about when, you know, in the African tradition, it said when something happened that, that that, it mean that someone powerful in Africa maybe went past away. Ah. And it seemed like since yesterday the president of Tanzania. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, it's a complication of heart problem, John Makofuli. Yeah, Makofuli. Yeah. Yeah. Having been seeing him for quite a while. Now we have a female president now. Uh taking him. Uh, he had a female vice president. So she taking over as president according to the constitution. constitution. Uh, she will become the, the new president of Tanzania. So she will be the third president so far. Africa seems to be increasing women. Uh, in power. Okay. So, uh, Mr. Smith, let me just. Right I think we have uh, Madam Edith Kongro where on the line. Yeah, that's what I was going to do right now. Madam, uh, uh, it seemed like yes, it fit into oh, Edith yes. Kongro where uh, uh, she from Nima County. Uh, oh. I've been knowing her for quite a while in different different position uh, that she held in Nima County, the community college. And now she's taking a new trend to lead the people of Nima County. So welcome to ABC Radio uh, FM 105.1, Honorable Ide Gongloweer. Welcome to this special edition of the Fresh Show. Thank you so much. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to be uh, back it, it, on this mm -hmm. uh, prestigious radio station. Thank you for having me. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, you just heard that uh, 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 a female, uh, the vice president of Tanzania, uh, just, be just became president after the sad news of the homegoing of the president of Tanzania, hearing such a new, uh, what do you think about that? It is exciting. Uh, the only sad thing about that is that um, another president who has left his mark on the continent of Africa, especially on the people of Tanzania, by all accounts, was a very good president who for the upliftment and development of his country, fought against the uh, corruption, waste of natural resources, natural funds. Uh, it's sad that uh, Michael Foley uh, lost his life at such a, a reasonably young age, at age 61. Um, be that as a me, as a woman, we're excited that at least in the place of a man who will be revered or who is revered by the people of Africa and by his own uh, citizens of Tanzania, he is going to be replaced by a woman. So we are excited about that. But, you know, just the whole coming into power was sad, that's all. Uh, I see. Now, you yourself have been in the struggle of for women. Uh, we've been celebrating International Women, Women's Month. Uh, Women's Day, uh, uh, I take the whole month for, you know, uh, bringing issues, confronting women. 
uh, how this whole month or whether it's African Women Month or International Women Day, what it means to you as a woman? Let me first of all thank you for acknowledging that. Uh, like you, I also believe that the whole month of March, you know, not just the 8th of March as International Women's Day, but the whole month of March should really continue to be dedicated to women and not just dedication to women, but women's political participation and upliftment. Because we believe that when women and men work together collaboratively, the dividend is a progressive society. And so um, it should not just be the month of March, but I believe that women should be celebrated um, uh, throughout uh, our existence because uh, we bring a lot of uh, different dynamics to the leadership table. It means a lot to me, especially here in Liberia given where this day has been and where it is now. Our own history library has produced a lot of strong women. You know, Angie Brooks Randall, who was the first uh, female General Assembly President of the United Nations. And then we've had uh, Madame Ellen Johnson Salif, whose history can never be taken away. She will remain the first female president of uh the continent of Africa, I mean, within the continent of Africa, but of Liberia. And many other young women who are coming up, you know, uh, people in between. I'm reminded as I speak of a very young and talented uh, a lady, girl, uh, I like to call her woman, Momido um, Joa, uh, attorney Momido Joa, who has been doing so well in the advocacy arena and many, 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 many in between. So the month of March for me means a lot. It is good to celebrate women because women do make things happen in our society. And we always like to historicize and go back to uh, the foundation of, of the human race, that when God made man, you know, he looked and saw that man being by himself, who knows what the condition of the man was at the time? Maybe his beer was sweeping the ground and he looked filthy and God said, no, this is not right. He needs a helper. So every society or any society that incorporates women into leadership, that society is bound to make progress. And maybe that's why Marco Foley made so much progress in Tanzania. Because not only that he was a good president, but he was a president who respected the rights of women and respected the rights of his vice president. In fact, delegated so many and so much responsibility to her. So God, knowing that this probably would have been the way he would have ended, he made her to make most of the international trips. So she's going to fit right in because there's nothing new. And he was not afraid. You know, strong men encourage strong women. Uh, uh, prepared men encourage strong and prepared women. And so John Magafoli's preparedness was shown through the collaborative uh, working relationship that he exhibited with his vice president, who is a female, by dedicating so much responsibility to her. And today, Tanzania better be blessed that it has a woman who, by preparation and nurturing from a good president, is coming into the position not as a novice, as somebody who is prepared. So I'm very excited about, about this month. 
Now, before I ask you the question I want to ask, uh, tell me the struggle of women in Nima County because it seems like you seems to be the new face uh, face of women's struggle in Nima County. Can you tell me what, uh, what is the struggle of women in Nima County? Well, the struggle of women in Liberia in general, and Nima just happens to be a part of that struggle. It is um, sad to see the least that um, a country like Nimba with very strong women, if I start to name them, the list goes on and on and on. Women who are career women and they're in various fields and market women, for instance, we always uh, librarians like to set example on Ganta, for instance. It's very thriving, you know, um, city that is, is next to Monrovia. Ganta is where it is because of the resilience and entrepreneurship of the women of Nimba who own some of those mega businesses and stores in Ganta. So our struggle in Nimba is a sad thing because in order for Nimba to even make better strides than they've done, you cannot leave the women aside. And that's what has been happening badly. And leadership in Nimba is all uh, men. It's a men's to me, sadly. I'm ashamed to speak this, but that's the reality. You have nine legislative seats for Nimba, and all nine are occupied by men. Then you have the county administration. Every position from the superintendent to the fiscal affairs and the, the assistant superintendents of development, the county inspector, BMC chair, BMC treasurer, BMC everything is a man. And it's, it's, it's shameful. So you go to council sitting, and when there is a special session, there is no woman face there. You never find a face that looks like your daughter's or like your mother's or like your wife's face. It's all, the faces are all men. And I don't think it is fair to the 50.2% of women population in Nimba. And I will say this, having experienced this election, you know, before then, we uh, naively blamed women back and tell you emphatically, without any fear or favor, that women in this election, like men, voted and voted their conscience and they wanted change. And that's why today, Nima is sad when you talk about this election. People are calling every day. There are people who are having sleepless nights. Women groups are standing up because they're like, so then why do we vote if our votes are not counted? So um, I think the dynamic is beginning to change because the awareness has been created. What we need to have change is the integrity of our electoral process, is the fairness, is the transparency, is the openness, you know, that the integrity of the elections itself will be kept. I think this is where um, the advocacy needs to go now because we think that, you know, uh, things are not working right and they're not working right because the system seems very flawed. And, you know, uh, Honorable Gonglo, where you you've been having a series of position in Nima. I, I can remember you had a community college and other impact you have made 
in no, Nima County. Amen. As well as women ready to accept women leadership in Nima County. Yes, uh, but let me just make a quick correction that I did not hit the community college. The community college was headed by another very strong, eloquent, educated, hard-working, prepared member woman, and that was Dr. Uh, Guno, uh, Dr. Yaguno. So it was not me, but I have been in leadership okay. position as long-time superintendent of member just for one year, 10 months. And the record that we set not unilaterally, but because we know how to collaborate and how to build consensus and work with the locals, tap into their abilities and their capabilities to make member number one. So within the one year, 10 months that we served nearly 10 years ago as superintendent of member today, the people remain nostalgic because we were a hands-on leader. We were a public participatory leader. That everything we did, the public had to take ownership. The people of Nimba had to see themselves in it. It is part of development economics that the people must first have a buy-in into whatever development. It has to be driven by them so that they will take ownership. And because of the work we did with our people, that's why in a period of 10 years, the Nimba people continue to cry for our leadership. And every election we participate in, they come out in droves with our money to show their support. Today, Nimba is sad. Today, the country is silent. Today, when election, election result was announced, it was a mournful day throughout Nimba. There was no jubilation because that was beyond or beneath the expectation of the people of Nimba. So we think that it is changing. The dynamics is changing. Uh, it's not just changing for women. Women are not just saying we are going to vote for women, but we are voting for prepared, uh, uh, empathetic, and, 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 and you know, go-getter kind of women. And the men are coming along. And let me just say this. Our leadership in Nimba has been respected not just by the women, also by the men and the young people, you will be amazed to know that motorcyclists organize themselves. I didn't give a time to any of them because I didn't have it, not because I didn't want to give it. I didn't have to give helmets and motorcycles and all that to them. Yes, they collect their money among themselves and organize themselves into different groups to make tours around the districts, the various districts, pushing to their uh, peers about our candidacy. So I just want to say this, that the dynamic has changed in Nima to a large extent. I think our people are really yearning for a leadership that will change their lives in collaboration with their participation, not sit in one room, crowded by all men, and then you make decisions and come and bring it to them and say, this is the decision we got for you, take it or leave it. You know, so yeah, that's where Nima is. Now, let, let's look at when people think of Nima County, you know, people look at Prince Johnson, the Senator Prince Johnson. Is that changing in Nima in County? I know people want to reward people. He's like the godfather. How, how, what have you observed during your, your, your campaign, your senatorial 
for Senator of Nima County, Yore. What, what did you see uh, people looking at? How they view Prince Johnson and how that uh, is changing or is the same? Well, you know, I, what I would say to you is I would want you to do that assessment yourself. I know you have a strong team on the ground. Uh, my assessment may have some biases, okay? So I, I think it's, it's a good um, assessment, political assessment to do in the county. Then I think that to see what really is the strength. But more than that, for me, member is not about one man's strength. And like I said, our people have wisened up to a large extent. This time is not about an individual strength. It's more about who sees the problem facing the people and can sit with them to have a serious conversation as to how do we, as a collective, address this issue. How do we, as a collective, in collaboration with our leader, how do we chart the course and change the situation affecting individual, you know, uh, uh, citizens or our collective uh, interests? This is why in this election, and I believe in coming elections, money is not going to be the determining factor. People will trip to people who have money to eat it. Almost like what happened here in Montserrat, it happened in my case. Believe it or not, I raised over four, five hundred thousand Liberian dollars and over two thousand United States dollars. From ordinary citizens by putting in their five dollars, ten dollars, thirty dollars, hundred dollars, and something unique happening in the Sacramento region, in the district, district seven. They uh, distributed envelopes of all of the towns. Each town, some towns will request for fifty envelopes. Some towns will request for hundred envelopes. And guess what they did? Each envelope they put in a hundred Liberian dollars. They call that the dollar rally. And they all schedule a day when it came to Sacramento. They had that rally and raised 350000 Liberian dollars. How did that happen? Because the people have come to realize that when you sell your votes, sell your vote by that, I mean, you towards people who gave you money in return for casting your ballot for them, you never get anything really done or achieved because it's like transaction when it's over, it's over. And so we had a very unique experience during this past election. And it's really thrilling to know that our people, you know, have gotten uh, a sense of what uh, legislative leadership should be like. So I wouldn't um, uh, um, um, I wouldn't want to talk much about what individuals have strength. I think the collective citizens of Limba have gotten a sense of what they want and how they want it. And that's why they were able to vote the way they voted, even though they are disputed and we hope that by the time we get to the Supreme Court, there will be some sense of what happened in Limba. Uh, uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Honorable uh, Ide Gonglo-Ware. Uh, she is our special guest today 
on ABC Radio 105.1. We also invited uh, the newly elected uh, Senator of Bopolu, uh, and uh, she should be calling. Uh, uh, Honorable Ide, do you know where is Boto Kanen, uh, uh, whether she, she will be calling or why she can't be on the show today? Can you just... Yeah, touch like on that, and who is she uh, in the struggle Senate, of women uh, in Liberia? Oh, I'm sorry, I was hearing myself. I feel like I said, you know, actually just take correction, she is the Senator Can you get me? of Bapolu County, not Bukulu. Bukulu is the city. So, okay, um, okay. I did get in touch with her. Um, but I'm I not hearing you. Loud. Can you speak louder? Oh. Uh, Hello? Yeah, okay, Hello? I can hear you now. You hearing me now? Yeah. Okay, so I was saying that I did get in touch with her, but I think she said she has another interview um, that was starting the same time, you know, 5 o'clock. So she was not sure she was going to be on the show. Again, okay. I don't know how long that interview was going to take, and so I cannot say, you know, um, whether she's going to call in or not. Okay, who is she in terms of the struggle of women in Liberia? Because we're hearing much about Buto, her. Buto has a unique story like mine, most of us. Uh, most of us women political actors have always had unique stories because for some strange reason, uh, coming from a patriarchal society, uh, men have not given us an easy way in or out, you know. Uh, politics and political leadership is really being considered uh, from time immemorial as immense to me. Here, especially in Liberia, I mean, throughout the world, but uh, our vantage point is Liberia, so we can speak it for Liberia. So, Boto has a unique story, and only Boto can really tell that story in ways that will catch your heart. Uh, and, and every time I listen to her narrate her story, I see myself in her story, even though hers went even to the extent of having this traditional, you know, cultural uh, 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 practices. Uh, involved in it to a large extent, which I pray never to experience that aspect of it, where you have country devil coming outside, all that kind of thing. But Boto does have a unique story. And what I would like to say about that is that I think there's something about strong women who are nationalistic, patriotic, and want to see change. There's something about this set of women that uh, it, it, it kind of catches the, the the eyes of our opponents and we do everything to make sure they stop us. And what I think is happening is they realize that when we allow these women to go, they will let all of Because they will lead so well that the people will say, no, I don't want a man to come by again. So that fight to the extent of chasing us in the bush like like dogs chasing 
animals or hunting animals in a bush is all because of fear. They are afraid. I think Boto, Boto just had some uh, fearful, unprepared, you know, uh, contenders. Not all of them. I gave it to uh, former Senator Temporary Amanjala, who came out boldly and said, you know what, almost one, almost one. You know, that kind of thing. And when I heard he said that, I was just so thrilled. I said, you see, this is a prepared man with the guts to look at the seat in the face and say, you know what, I didn't do well, but this woman got a thing. You know, I think she has a unique story, and only Butu can tell her story. I don't want to, you know, miss tell Butu's story because I don't have the authority to say it. But I think uh, our own experience in Nimba is not too far from Butu's experience because I know being chased uh, in the nighttime with a car, you know, almost like in a movie, and this car just put a bright light on and chasing us with all the speed, and our motorcyclists jumping over in the bush, and we were able to outspeed that car, and they never caught up with us. We had to go in some town and hide ourselves, you know, until they came and passed and couldn't locate where we were. You know, those kinds of experiences. We've had experiences where, we, you know, verbal violence was used against us, and I was insulted many times on the radio by you know, some of our fiercest um, competitors or rivals who took turns, they and their supporters. I mean, some of the insults I've never heard since I was born. Some of it were posted on Facebook and, you know, um, they used everywhere to describe us. But one thing I know, we it didn't deter us because we knew all too well that um, these insults were coming from a place of fear and weakness. And so every time we were insulted on radio, every time we were insulted on Facebook, I realized, that, okay, I must be getting some tough time here. So let's keep at it because these insults are really uh, a tool, like like an ammunition. And that's all that they have. This is their fighting ammunition that maybe when we show her and her children saying it, she will get weak and then uh, and get out of the race. The more they insulted, the more emboldened we were, the more encouraged and energized we were, and the more encouraged and energized our supporters were. In fact, they emboldened more women. They said, okay, you're insulting us, we're all women. Let's go together and this insult at the end of the day, they will regret forever insulting us. And like I always like to say, I give it out to the women of Nimba and the women of Liberia in this election in many parts of this country. I mean, we haven't reached there yet. Don't get me wrong, we still have women who have not seen the bigger picture of having a woman leadership in their counties, in the legislature. They haven't seen that when women lead in the legislature and become policy makers in majority, education, quality education will spike. Our people haven't seen that. They haven't seen that food security will improve. They haven't seen that our agricultural sector will thrive. They haven't seen that. They haven't seen that when women leadership increases in the legislature, our health services will improve and it will be affordable, accessible, and quality healthcare services will be available to all, especially maternal health will improve. 
because no man gets pregnant, so they don't know what childbirth is. But when I'm driving and see a pregnant woman, I can look at that pregnant girl or pregnant woman and say, wow. As she's looking, I think she's in her nine months. Sometimes I would step and be like, sweetheart, come here. When last went to the hospital, you know, do you have the means to go to the hospital? Because I'm thinking of when I was pregnant. So there are some gender-specific issues that only women will understand. That's why you need women leadership so that collaboratively where men cannot really make substantive impact because of their lack of understanding and because they don't have the expertise and the capacities the women will fill in. Same way where women cannot measure or because it's a men's issue. Men can come there. That's why I said from the opening that when men and women work together, a society benefits. But no amount of marginalization helps any group of people. Anyone marginalized, excluded, I've always said this, is a recipe for chaos. It's a recipe for, for destruction. It's a recipe for underdevelopment. You cannot marginalize any group and think that things are going to be well. And this is where Liberians need to understand. This is what Mumbai citizens need to understand. They're getting to it, but we also need our political actors within the various integrity institutions like the Elections Commission to understand this factor and make sure they do everything so that our electoral process can have integrity, it can be free and fair, that would benefit every participant and not one side. Yeah. Uh, before uh, continuing the discussion with uh, Honorable Eddie Gonglo, where uh, we just got a, break, a breaking news uh, that she had been shown in, the newly elected president, I mean, the newly uh, the new president, female president of Tanzania, Samia wow. uh, Suluhu Hassan is her full name. Samia Suluhu Hassan is a here. soft spoken Muslim woman. Uh, she's from Zanzibar. Uh, she started her career in 2000. She was a clerk and a development worker. Uh, she started politics in Zanzibar. Uh, semi-autonomous uh, region in, in Tanzania. Uh, uh, she's now the new female president uh, after John Makafuli's sudden death. Uh, wow. Under the constitution of Tanzania, Hassan, uh, the country's 61-year-old vice president, will serve the remainder of Makafuli's second five-year term, which does not expire until 20. 25. So she is the new president, female president of Tanzania, Samia Saluhu Hassan. She from the Muslim background. So she's the new president of Tanzania. Hearing that, uh, Honorable Ida uh, Gunglo, where she will serve the remaining of his term until 2025. Uh, what do you expect from her? I'm triple excited, super excited for. Uh Samia, you know, uh, as president of Tanzania, we have another female president on the continent of Africa. And I think this is a good thing, you know. Um, again, like I said, she's not coming to the position as a novice. She has been uh, Marco Foley's uh, vice president, and he had 
dedicated so many responsibilities to her. She has traveled the world over whenever he needed to travel. Uh, according to information, you know, reports read about Masofoli, he didn't travel a lot. So, you know, and then he was this very thrifty uh, president who felt that lavish life was taken away from the economy of the country, that the average Tanzanian needed the money you take to buy lavish cars, uh, to do this for yourself, do that for yourself. For me, uh, he's the kind of president that stands out, you know, a president who looks to the interests of his people more than his. Uh, when you're selfless, you can be a great leader. So I'm excited that Samia is coming to this leadership, having been, I would say, an apprentice under such a leader. I think Tanzania is in a good place. And then having all her female uh, 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 abilities, you know, um, that also can be good for good leadership, the empathy, the empathy that females have, uh, to look first at the interest of the society, you know, that nurturing instinct that we first look at and say, okay, we need to nurture uh, our county, our country, our children. Uh, so having had this experience, in addition to being a female, I think um, Tanzania is in a good place, in the best hand, and we can just pray that she will get all the collaboration, you know, from the people. And we, as African women, need to continue to, you know, prop her up, um, validate her, continue to sing her praises, and, and encourage her to remain as bold and, and, and committed, you know, and uh, and, and, and um, resourceful, uh, productive, like her predecessor. Now, Fatu, you have question for our Honorable, uh, Honorable Sen uh, Senator Kennedy Ide Gongloware? Personally, I won't say I have a question, but you asked me a question about how I felt about uh, uh, President Samyasu Hulu Hassan being the president of Tanzania. And I think Madam Ray mm -hmm. said it all. We are excited. And although we, we are sad about the passing of the president, who was nicknamed the bulldozer, we are also very excited that a woman, again, is a president in Africa. Something that most people still frown on. They still feel we don't have it in us to lead because we are women. Not knowing because we are women, we have more than what it takes to, to, to be leaders. We have more than what they can even imagine. So yes, we're excited. And you know, uh, Samia Suluhu Hassan have been patted on the back severally for being exposed. You know, she's one of the exposed leaders there in Tanzania, easily accessible with to the media. You know, people always have her around. And the president, she always go out of the country, travel on diplomatic mission. And I'm sure people refer to her as soft-spoken and easy, but I'm sure she have more than that in her and she's going to over-deliver. Hmm. Whoa, all that happened during Black History Month <laughs> and inter International Women Day, but it should be, it shouldn't be a day. It should be yearly, a year around Women Day. <laughs> <laughs> and we say excited it, it happened in March, 
where we have our women's mount. So this is something that we are, we are not saying we're excited about his death, but we, we can't just hide the excitement about her being the president. Again, we have yeah, actually also making history. History by becoming the first female president of Tanzania. She haven't they haven't had a female. Okay. Yeah. Welcome back, Honorable Ide Gunlo. Where uh, we've been talking about the news just broke uh, about the new day elect new day uh, new female president of Tanzania. Although it's a sad news, but whatever it is, uh, women making history every day. Uh, in mm -hmm. Liberia, uh, what it is that you can tell us uh, the struggle still facing women nationally in Liberia as far as representation uh, in the Senate or the House of Representatives? What are some of the, the struggles that women still encounter and how can we solve some of these challenges? Our major challenge as women political actors in Liberia has been the being to a large extent, lack of resources, lack of funding, especially uh, during electioneering years. The men seem to have lots and lots of money, so they always outspend us as women. And the other thing is um, we have, uh, as a country, uh, Liberia is a very rural country still, very rural. Even Montserrado is quite rural. Get outside of central Manuza and you get in the little, you know, communities and you will be amazed how rural, excuse me, Manuza still is. And so traveling can be challenging and we always have logistical challenges. Um, majority of us, not all of us, but the majority of us who participate in these elections always have these logistical challenges. And then we have the, the issue of violence against us, which is now becoming so organized, uh, sadly, uh, with some people who are state actors uh, being participants of these uh, violent actions against their female counterparts who they see as strong and daring, and then they want to treat them like they're treating uh, their, their friend men, you know, in the election. They, they, they do all sorts of things. Um, so those are the challenges. And But the thing is, in spite of all those challenges, women politicians or women um, political actors who dare to get in these elections go in these elections knowing that these challenges will be there. But we go in these elections prepared to stand against those challenges with uh, our own family abilities, to appeal to the senses of the people, you know, around us, that we may not have the money, we may not have the ability to insult, we don't insult, we don't have violence with us, we don't set people up, we don't fight people, we don't, you know, we don't do any of that. And so I think by that, um, the population tends to warm up to us. They are beginning, I shouldn't say tend to, because historically it hasn't been like that. But those are some of the basic challenges. We have a resource challenge, logistical challenge, and then, you know, the physical terrain can be tough. Uh, we have to almost uh, put our boots and, 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 and jeans trousers and walk. Sometimes we are fainting along the way, but we drag along to continue to reach to every hamlet and every trench within our communities, and we are getting there. 
My only um, disappointment is, regardless of these challenges, we are making these strides. And then sadly, our men counterparts, not all of them, but the ones who show immense desperation for these positions, will go extra length to even come after our life. And I think it's a shame on them. I think it's a real big hmm, shame. I see. Uh, now let, let's look at uh, where is the where is the matter right now for you becoming senator? Where 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 are some of the challenges? Where are some of the the difficulties for you over maybe achieving that boundary uh, that you would like to achieve? Uh, becoming senator, the next senator for Nima County. Where things stands right now. You know, like I spoke about these barriers that we generally experience. And, um, but you know, when something happens over and over, people find a way around it. We are waiting now uh, on the Supreme Court. I don't want to talk much about the case because, you know, when the case goes to court, you don't say much about it. But um, we, it has been done with or dealt with at the Elections Commission. So... Uh, the bill of exception was filed uh, within the statutory time limit, and so we are waiting for an assignment. And at least that's how much I will say about that. Hopefully, once I found it, that that assignment is done, uh, then the case will be heard. Other than that, I just want to continue to actually tell the women of Liberia, thank you. Firstly, beginning with the women and men and young people of Nimba who show a different kind of politics in this time around, who stood up and said no to some of the vices that have turned or torn our country apart. So those women that were in the trenches with us, those motorcyclists that sacrificed their time, their effort with us, I just can't stop telling them thank you. Then we come to the national stage, the Liberian women. There's something phenomenal in this march. You know, the elders of our women and the young women, the rising stars, I call them, they came together in unison. And it's amazing when God's ready to make changes, how it happen. He just makes connections. You know, I always say there are no accidents in life. Everything, every connection you come across in life could be God's own design to get you at that place, at that time, and that moment. It's not accidental. So this time, the women of Liberia and the elders of Liberia got together and they said, this is not about Bobo Kane, it's not about Edith Gongloway, not is it about uh, Grace Bryman. This is about the women of Liberia claiming their space or claiming their participation in the political space with the men. So when one woman is challenged, all of us are. And you know, uniquely, the women use the month of March to raise funds, beginning March 1st. And that initially just started with, oh, let's raise funds to help the women with their cases at the Supreme Court because to file your appeal at the Supreme Court or your bill of exception at the Supreme Court, it costs about three thousand United States dollars. Coming from such uh, an intense election, rigorous election, financially intense, 
didn't have the resources. And God just made it possible that the women thought about it. So they raised the money. I just can't stop telling them thank you. Something good had even come has come out of that. The women have now formed a movement. And it's unlike any movement we've seen historically in Liberia. It is called the Lapa Revolution. And I love that. It's very unique. The Lapa Revolution. The Lapa Revolution, symbolically, we say in our, you know, um, culture, that when one woman is naked, every woman is. So when you see a naked woman, you tie, you take out your lapa and you tie around that woman. You are not doing it for that woman. You are doing it by extension for, you know, womanhood. And so the Lapa Revolution is to say every woman has Lapa, we must help to protect each other. So the Lapa Revolution no. has raised money. I just want to use this platform to say how excited I am to be a light and be a part of the Lapa Revolution and even be one of the first beneficiaries of the Lapa Revolution. The Lapa Revolution mm. just paid the $3,000 yesterday for the filing of our case. The Lapa Revolution is not stopping there. They are, they've also raised money to help pay, you know, the gas money for our lawyers who have been providing pro bono service since the case began like three months ago, literally. So uh, something good and strange is happening in Liberia. I can see at the end of the tunnel there's hope. I see that light coming, and I see the women rising up. I see Liberia changing through the eyes of faith. I see that it won't be long that the pathetic story of Liberia will change, but it will change with the Lapa revolution of Liberian women. Hmm. Uh, as you were talking, Honorable Ray, uh, I was just monitoring uh, focus on Africa, uh, we are hearing that they are they are delaying the sewing in ceremony of Samia Suluhu Hassan. Uh, they are trying to debate whether it's 24 hours for her to be sewn in, or whether it's seven day. They are a little bit confused. Uh, so on Saturday, the hierarchy of the Tanzania Parliament will be meeting, and we look forward to Saturday she will be sewn in, but. Uh, the shoe that she should have been shown in, in 24 hours, it looked like that would not happen. But by Saturday, we should know. So you can see the politics that comes in when it comes to women leadership. Precisely. You see, that's what we say. Now, if we are some men, by now the band will be playing, the anthem will be arriving. And they will be talking about, yes, you know, everyone wearing their costume, they're going to swear because they think that this is immense to me, so it happens naturally. But the thing is, I don't care how long it takes. Some year is going to be soon in because I think it's a constitutional right. That's what the Constitution says, that when <laughs> the president dies in office, and I think this is true for many countries, uh, I haven't read the Tanzanian Constitution, but the letter I read on the internet this morning, that's the the process of ascension, you know, um ascension to power when somebody, you know, who you advise president to dies, you are the next in line. So 
So I don't think it's much different from what we have here and what what they have in other countries. So no matter how long it takes, that one is just a malady. <laughs> You know, she would still be president. <laughs> she she would still be president. It's just a, a formality delay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But let, let's look at uh, uh, because we are we're approaching the news, and the news is coming at six p.m. ABC News, and then we after the news, we have fifteen to thirty minutes where callers can ask questions. And then, then we call it for a day. So before we approach the news hour at 6 p.m., could you tell us what's going on with Honorable Boto Kane in terms of her certification at NEC? I, I just don't want to be speaking about uh, Boto because, like I said, Boto's case was just heard at the Supreme Court and the ruling is pending. So I don't want to uh, talk about it because uh, I think uh, it's prohibited, a case that has not been decided. So I can talk about whether certification is on or not. Uh, all I can say is we're hoping for the best. And we have the feeling that, you know, uh, she's going to get the justice she deserves. And the justice that Liberian women and the women of Bapulu, the people of Bapulu deserve because... Uh, I've seen the energy, positive energy from the people of Bapulu around uh, Bupulu, especially the women of Bapulu. Since they left Bapulu, they have been in this Monrovia for three months. Since December they came, they've not gone back. They went back to cast their ballot in the rerun, and then they came right back with Bupulu. And I think it's something historic, it's something, you know, to be replicated all over Liberia is something to replicate even uh, in my own backyard because the people, of, the women of Mimba came to Manuva. But after staying like two weeks, you know, I, I grew a little weary for them. And I said, you know, you left your markets, you left your children, you know, just go back. Uh, I'll be fine because we don't know when this case is going to end. So I actually did dispatch them. But for the women of Buffalo, they said, no, Business, no business. When we get that, we'll start the business, but we are here with you until the case is over. So um, that's a very positive energy for which I just want to really uh, congratulate the women of Bapolo, the young people of Bapolo, because I've seen them mixed, I've seen young men, you know, in their mixed. And so it's a good thing. But I don't want to talk about Boto's uh, uh, case, please. I see. And, and look at uh, the, the recent senatorial election. Have they strengthened women unity or there's still uh, a way to go to strengthen women unity? Because if women come together, they can win anything in Liberia because of the, the population of women. Have, they, have you seen women enhancement during the senatorial election or you still have ways to go to unify? Well, there is no perfection in human activity. I always say the only perfect thing that ever happened in mankind or the only perfect human being that ever lived was Jesus Christ. Other than that, everything has got its own flaw side. And so uh, will women be perfectly together, united, unanimously? Uh, I doubt that will ever happen because it's really uh, a 
dystopia to think that that can happen. It, you know, it will not. But will is there a substantial awakening? A So, uh, so tell us for until we a few more minutes for the news. What are some of the structure she's not or on planning? The line. She's now on the line. Okay, she, she left the line. I think we should just wait until after the news. Okay, okay. Yeah, because we have like uh, five, five minutes to the news. Okay. So what we have discussed so far, Fatu. I know you are young, rising woman uh, in Liberia. What have you? What you take from the, the, the dialogue we have had, held so far with Honorable Ide Gonglo Ware? Yeah, so quickly because I know the news is about to come on. She's so, fine. like I was saying, um, we don't expect 100%, but I think in Nimba there seems to be some awakening. We still have a lot of work on hand to do, um, we still have a lot of awareness to do. And uh, what the women, the uh, Lapa Revolution has considered is that we have to have this as a sustained effort. So we will continue to raise the funds and we we'll continue to utilize the funding to go out and educate women and continue the awareness from now to 2023. By the time we reach 2023, our women should... Uh, adequately be aware, so we have a sizable number of women who will know the reasons for voting women, the benefit to them. we got to make it about them, because it is about them. It is about the collective well-being of women, the collective well-being of our society. That's what we believe women leadership will bring to the table. We just need to have the women understand that. And to understand that the burden now shifts to us, who as women are in various leadership positions, whether in government, whether in business, or whatever position we find ourselves in and playing leadership roles, we have to play it well, so that when we leave, the population is not targeted for our leadership and you say, you know what, we want another woman because the woman will yes, she did well. But if we lead and lead for the men, and we get mad and use corruption, and we, you know, get violent, and we get boisterous, and the ego fill us, then it's going to discourage the population of women who already don't know the essence of having a woman leadership. They're going to say, but what is the difference between the men and the women? I don't think people are so, who cares? But I think our women leaders in Europe, areas have been doing well because we are hearing some good things.